This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And good morning, Canada. Welcome to Golf Talk Canada. Weeks and Scully in the studio. Zacchino is still uh, French-looking Indiana or wherever. <laughs> is that where he is? Did you know. hear about the golf course he played? Yeah, it was uh, 9,000 yards or it, something? Yeah, 8,100 yards. That's a long golf course. He was ta- I, we were going back and forth via text, and he was saying, yeah, there's 300-yard par threes. And I said, Any elevation changes? No. Oh. <laughs> Boy, that's, oh, a, that's a big golf course. Anyway, he's uh, licking his wounds <laughs> today and uh, <laughs> taking the day off, well-earned day off. And uh, here we are with you and yours truly and Adam yes. Scully, producer Adam Scully. You're more of a host now. You're, you're, uh, you're, I know you produce the show, but you're on here more than either I, of us. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. That's Getting good. On the, on the airwaves here for sure. We got a busy show. We have we uh, first of all, well, in a little bit later, so we're going to hear about your trip to Pinehurst mm. for Special Olympics. Yes, uh, I was out the Algonquin in New mm-hmm. Brunswick, and we'll update you on that. We are all we, over the country. All I know we've got uh, we've got Brad Parkins from the uh, CJGA Canadian Junior Golf Association, who's going to tell us about a new program mm-hmm. that they've got running called First Swing. Yep, really great program. Yep. I love this uh, this idea that they've got. Our buddy Cam Jacobs from TaylorMade is going to come by, and he's going to uh, update us a little bit. He's sort of the master fitter for Canada, and he's got some really cool um, stuff that he's going to tell us about when they're fitting some of the guys this week at mm-hmm. the RBC Canadian Open. And he's going to update us on a couple of interesting things and a, uh, and a big kind of a giveaway that we're going to Well, hear. you know, every week we talk about 20 weeks of TaylorMade, but for the month of June, you're going to want to hear this interview, listeners, yeah, for sure. it is something else. And then coming up very shortly, we're going to hear from a guy who has not been uh, talking to the media at all for about a year. It's Graham Dillette. We're going to give you an update on Graham Dillette. We had a chance to chat with him and uh, talk about his progress, return from injury and surgery, and hopefully um, uh, back in form Mm -hmm. the way he was when he left. He really hasn't played golf for two years. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. That'll be coming up a little bit later in the show. Let's kick things off, though, with news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Bushnell Golf for precision in any condition. Visit bushnellgolf.com. Bushnell, the number one rangefinder in golf. Well, I guess there's no bigger news than uh, what's going to happen next week at the RBC Canadian Open. The final field was released. And uh, wow, that's all I can say. What a field. What a field. And obviously the the late surprise, I guess, Justin Thomas. Now, you wonder how much this had to do with him missing the cut uh, and shooting 80 in the second round at the Memorial. But this is unbelievable. This is one of the best fields we've ever seen in this tournament. So I was sitting at dinner last night. I was uh, We're going to go out and see the uh, the beautiful new Rocketman movie, yes. which I'll update you on later on yes. well, my, annual, my <laughs> weekly movie review. Uh, and my phone rang. And it was Mary DePauly from RBC, mm-hmm. and she wanted to tell me oh, that, wow. uh, that Justin Thomas had come up. <laughs> but the funny part was, the first thing she said to me was, I just got off the phone with Mark Steinberg. And I went, oh, oh wow. Said, no, 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 not that one. <laughs> so I'm, it's pretty good, though. It's, it's a pretty good second choice. Wow. And then, like, seconds later, I got a text from a, a friend of mine on the tour who's connected with the tour to tell me that... Uh, that Justin was going to be coming, so wow. the word word was leaking out. And the interest here's an interesting story to the connection. It was a, obviously a very late decision mm-hmm. by Justin Thomas because apparently his caddy was a little bit pissed because he had his flights home all booked and everything set, and now he had to rearrange everything. And 
wow. fly to Toronto instead of flying home to, uh, I think he lived in Dallas. So mm-hmm. it was, was obviously a late decision made by Justin. Yeah, so I guess, uh, as we said before going on the air, I guess we'll see Justin Thomas. We'll see Rory McIlroy at the Raptors game on, on Sunday, uh, you know, just because they're here early because Rory missed the cut as well at the Memorial. So, That's right. But, but he is, his in-laws are from Rochester, as we yeah. learned, right? So, so maybe he'll be down there. Yeah, but a lot of other, I mean, Henrik Stenson, Sergio Garcia, we, like Zach Johnson's in the field. Some guys, you know, maybe wouldn't have suspected, but 156 guys in this field. It's... Um, and, and the weather at this point actually looks okay. So Yeah, so I got the weather open in front of me right now. It looks like it's uh, Thursday, Friday, mix of sun and clouds, may, mainly sunny on Thursday, high of 18, but it'll feel like 20. I mean, Ooh. I can't imagine more perfect weather. Yeah. Same thing on Friday, a little light rain on Saturday. Of course, it always rains on weekends now. Of course. As we know. Of course. Uh, so it, so far, though, looking looking pretty good for, for the RBC Canadian Open. And, man, I just, as I say, I can't get over this field. 20 Canadians also in the field, by the way, uh, which is... Um, I, that's a lot. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember a couple many. years. Last year, maybe there were 18, I want to say. It's usually around this number. Yeah. And there's always, of course, the potential for more because we've got the Monday qualifying right. going on. Right. Uh, there's also the U.S. Open sectional qualifying. The going longest on. day of the year. Yeah. yeah. And now it's it's uh, going to take place at Rattlesnake. And it's it's not very big. It's only 37 players. Which is interesting, isn't it? Now, does that have a lot to do with, you know, there's so many different qualifiers and obviously the Monday qualifying, you know, it's... Uh, you, you you wouldn't suspect to see it that low, no? Well, here's what I'm thinking. So guys who are playing in Memorial have the choice. You mm-hmm. can either fly up here and mm-hmm. play, mm-hmm. or you could stay in Ohio and play. The courses they use in Ohio, those guys have played for years. Mm. So they know them. Rattlesnake is an unknown, right? Nobody's really right. played that other than David Hearn, yeah. who's going to be in the field. And um, so I think that uh, that if you had a choice to, between picking a place where you're familiar with and unfamiliar with, you would go to one of the other. For ones. sure. So for sure. Originally, they were going to use two courses out of Rattlesnake. And I understand they're only just going they're just going to use the one. and They'll play it twice, which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. also a benefit for those guys because they get to see things twice. So. Well, and of course, Mike Weir qualified for the U.S. Open a couple weeks ago. He'll also be in the field at the RBC Canadian Open, and uh, it's it. I think it should be a good golf course for him too. So at at, at Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. There was a stat that came out. Golf data stats talking. About Mike Weir, it said that it was 1,746 days between making cuts on full field, non-opposite field PGA Tour events because he made the cut last week at the Byron Nelson. Right, and that's uh, he's made a couple of cuts, but they've always been opposite field events. Yeah, so imagine that 1,700. They also tracked his driving stats, Uh and um, they actually showed how how far down his driving had gone, how poor it was. Uh And interesting, right now he's trending. Like he's a solid middle of the pack web.com tour driver driver by stats, which is a long way back from where he was. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's interesting to 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 see some of these numbers that the, the they pop up on that. But one thousand seven hundred and forty six days between cuts made. Who would have thunk it? Forty nine is the new is the new nineteen, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the U.S. Women's Open is going on, and um, we're going to get to leaderboard obviously in a little bit. We can tell you that Brooke Henderson. Uh, is I think six shots back from the lead, mm-hmm. which is being held right now by a Japanese golfer Mamiko Higa. Mm. Um, but the interesting story there was, if you didn't see this, you should check it out. They had a lightning storm there, mm-hmm. and a tree absolutely got smoked by a bolt of lightning. It was one of the scariest pictures you'll ever see. It was frightening, and and uh, on Twitter, Pernilla Lindbergh said, you know, it shook the clubhouse. Like, just imagine how horrifying that would be. It, you know that, that that the still image of the picture itself—it's all over social media. It looks like the tree's on fire. The the interesting thing to me about that is once you stop looking at the tree, 
is you look around and you realize, wow, there's like a whole bunch of people just walking around. Up oh, there. yeah. And boy, you just cannot fool around with stuff like that. Well, especially, you know, the golf course is essentially the most dangerous place you can be, you know, when there's lightning in the area. And thank goodness those people weren't all carrying golf clubs or else who knows what could have happened. I, I did it years ago when I was at Score Golf. I did an article on lightning and the danger of it. It was mm-hmm. actually for the Canadian Open program when we did it back there. And they said there's only one place worse than being on a golf course for a lightning storm. That's being under a tree on a golf course. Oh, my goodness. The actual idea is if you ever get stuck in it, they actually said, these experts said, go into a bunker and lie down. Because that's the lowest part of the golf course, right? You would be lower than the ground. Yeah. And a lot of of what happens is when you get a lightning strike is it radiates through the ground. And a lot of guys who get hit actually get the the sort of secondary blast that comes, like it'll come down a tree, go into the ground, and get hit by that. but. Oh, man, is it ever scary, right? <laughs> that's that's uh, not easy stuff. Yeah, it's horrifying for sure. But, you know, hopefully Brooke Henderson, she's just six, shot, six shots off the lead. Let's see yeah. what she can do. Yeah, be great. We'll see if she can make a weekend run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other news was uh, Hank Haney. Wow, this yeah. is something I, I was shocked to hear this. I mm-hmm. was uh, on traveling, and I got wind of this when I was sitting in an airport, and I just could not yeah. believe that this guy said what he said. And if you haven't read it, I won't read it on, on, on the air, but mm-hmm. basically disparaged women, disparaged uh, some minorities, some, some, some racial uh, yeah. ramifications, and it, it just like... I don't know. It just kind of came out of nowhere. I don't know if he thought he was being funny or what was going on. What's your take? I, I think he thought he might have been making a, a joke of some sort, but... Uh, I mean, a total, you know, racial, you know, disparagement of the LPGA tour, and it was just awful. And you know, obviously, some pros have come out and commented. Michelle, we had some strong words. Tiger Woods had some really strong words. Obviously, Hank and Tiger worked together for, I believe, seven or eight years. And they're not and too friendly these days. Not too well. The I, after the book came out, yeah, yeah, fascinating book, I will say. But um, but Tiger said he deserved it, uh, and. You know, other than Tiger talking about John Daly on a golf cart, you never really see him, you know, be that definitive. And, right. and uh, it was just awful things to hear. And, and he has been suspended. I'm, I'm interested to see what will happen now also because he has a lot of sponsorships with various mm-hmm. club companies, with various equipment companies, with training aids, with things like that. Will people drop him on there? Mm-hmm. Um, now he's issued an apology. didn't come well. And he yeah. said he accepted his suspension and, you know, again, apologized. But um, I got to think. This is, you know, you, you look back at what Ted Bishop, remember the head of the yeah. PGA of America, yeah. who Ian Poulter, made, a, yeah. made a, something of a little less abrasive. Well, I guess they're all abrasive mm-hmm. comments. And what happened to him? I can't imagine anything less going to happen to Hank Haney. Well, especially for, you know, and Hank Haney before Tiger was a relatively well-known swing, swing instructor. But Tiger really, you know, made him into something else, I guess. And sure. now he's sort of flushed all down the toilet, so to speak. So well, anyway, well, that's uh, that's. <laughs> going to be yeah. a story that'll uh, I'm still percolating, percolating a yeah. little bit. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. So as we mentioned, we're going to uh, talk to Brad Parkins from the CJGA today. We're going to have 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Um, Adam and I are going to tell you about our our trips this week. He was yes. down at Pinehurst. I was at the Algonquin out in New Brunswick. We got Cam Jacobs from TaylorMade is going to be here. You do not want to miss segment five. That's going to be nine a o'clock. Very big, very big segment. And we're going to hear from some of the, uh, the leaders at the uh, memorial, which we haven't really even mentioned there. And, of course, winners, weird and what. Mm-hmm. Lots more coming up here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. 
This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks along with Adam Scully. When we last saw Graham Dillette, it was two years ago on the golf course, and uh, he underwent a stem cell transplant surgery or procedure to try and fix his back. That didn't work, and he lost a year, and it basically was worse than it was before. So he underwent a second microdiscectomy. Now, he had one before, but it was on a different disc, hmm. and he is now working his way back to the point where he is uh, getting close to a return. He has not talked to uh, basically any of the media in this layover. He's that kind of a guy. He likes to stay a little bit quieter. Um, but we had a chance to ch catch up with him uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, mm. to, to hear what uh, he has to say. And here is the interview with Graham Dillette. Graham, we haven't heard from you for, for some time now. I guess the first question is, uh, how are you? Pretty good, actually. Um, slowly kind of just getting better all the time. I've been playing actually quite a bit of golf, like, kind of three four days a week or whatever now i just been i started kind of playing one day a week and one to two and now i'm up to three and four and i can pretty much go three four days in a row i'm still riding in a car and i can't really put in big practice days yet but i'm uh i'm getting there so so you had the you had an operation uh, uh second microdiscectomy and from that point on i guess the recovery has been sort of long and slow uh, but are you at a point now where you feel you're you're in the right direction now? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm optimistic that I'll be back playing by September. That's, uh, you know, that was kind of my goal was to be back kind of mid-summer about this time in all reality. Um, but it just wasn't realistic. So I just kind of set my sights on starting fresh in, uh, you know, the new season, the new DJ Tour season, which starts in, in September now this year. So, um, that's kind of my goal. I'm, I've been looking at some web events to go play, and I think I'm going to do the Colorado and the uh, uh, Northern California is one at uh, uh, TPC Stonebrae up there. So that's kind of – and just to kind of see – like, I mean, obviously I want to see where I'm at from a competitive standpoint, but just how I hold up for a full week of, you know, actual playing practice rounds and walking every day and doing that four, five, six days in a row and – uh, doing throwing some practice in the mix and a couple of hours some travel and some hotel rooms and some different beds. So just to kind of see how my body holds up. But uh, like I said, I'm optimistic and I think it, I'll be good to go for September. Well, what's been the, the biggest uh, biggest hurdle to get, to get over? Has it been the mental side of it or the physical side? Has it been missing being out with the guys on tour? or what, What's been the biggest part of it? I mean, from a physical standpoint, um, you know, like I'm, the surgery basically took care of the stabbing pains and the pain down my leg and the inability to, you know, like sit for prolonged periods of time and that kind of thing. I'm still dealing with a little bit of just kind of general achiness and soreness. Like I kind of just feel like I'm 60 years old, especially when I wake up in the morning. But I have kind of my normal, you know, stretching and exercise routine that I've been very diligent on and uh, you know once I kind of get moving I'm pretty good um, yesterday was actually the first day that I went and played in the morning I've always been playing afternoon so we got I got up at six and went out to the golf course hit balls for 45 minutes and you know played around a golf in the morning which is the first time and uh, it actually held up pretty well so um, 
you know, the silver line of this whole thing is I've gotten to spend a lot of time with my kids. One of the hardest things is actually getting back in the rhythm of going out to the golf course and being out there for six, seven, eight hours a day. And, uh, you know, I've been so used to helping out with Ruby and the kids and getting them off to school and uh, picking them up from school and all that kind of stuff. And now it's kind of back to reality where I feel bad leaving the house and leaving Ruby to do all the work. But, uh, you know, I have to kind of just change my mind frame. And she's great with it, obviously. She's like, you got to do what you got to do and you got to get out there. We want to, you know, our goal as a family is to be back playing on tour and traveling together again. So, um, but that's been a tough transition in all honesty, just because it's been almost two full years of being around the kids, you know, pretty much all day long. And uh, now to like get up in the morning and sometimes, you know, they're uh, Ruby's got to take them off to school. And then I don't see them until five o'clock in the afternoon. It's uh, it's a little bit different, but um, you know, in order to get back to where I need to be, that's what I have to do. So. Do you, do you miss the grind on the PGA Tour? Do you miss competing, being in the locker room, seeing the guys? That's part of it as well? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, the, the thing that I, like, really miss the most is, like, working out with the guys in the fitness trailer. That's it's kind of like, you know, the locker room in hockey or whatever where guys tell stories and uh, <laughs> jokes and that kind of thing. And I really miss that a lot. Obviously, the competition is something that, uh, you know, I've, I'm just – it's ingrained in me since I was 15 years old. Um, so I miss that a lot. I mean, I've been playing some money games with the boys back here and um, it's not quite the same as going out and playing for millions of dollars, but it, it kind of gets, gets things going. And I've had some days where, you know, I really, really hit it nicely and I feel like a tour player again. I'll shoot six, seven under or whatever on my home course. And then, you know, the next day I might kind of struggle and, you know, just, it's kind of rusty and, uh, you know, I'll shoot maybe a couple under, but that's at your home track. So you, you'd always expect to be a little bit lower, but, um, it's, it's coming. It's coming. I feel like, uh, every week I'm kind of just getting a little bit closer to being like a good player again, sort of thing. And that's kind of going to be the last kind of hurdle, I think, from a golf standpoint. Um, the RBC Canadian open coming up. And I imagine that's probably the one spot on your calendar that you miss the most. Is it? Yeah, and I really love Hamilton too. It's uh, it's a shame to to miss that again here this year. I'm, I feel like there's been so many Canadian Opens that I've missed in the you know even just since I've been on tour. Like 2011 at Shaughnessy, I that was the year that I was, I was out with my back injury the first time, and then I had a, a thumb injury the one year at Glen Abbey, and then the last couple of years missing uh, you know last year, and then this year coming up, but. Um, yeah, it's it's obviously disappointing. That's that's a tournament that I love to play, and the the fans have always been really good to me. Although they got they got a lot of good young kids to cheer for now. I'm kind of the old guy on the block. I just hope they get out. Hopefully, there's still some people who remember me. But um, anyways, there's there's a lot of guys that are carrying the flag quite well for us, and uh, it's exciting for Canadian golf. How much how much do you keep in touch with the guys, even though you're you're not out there, but even with some of the guys that you uh, you've hung around with your not only the Canadian guys but all your pals out there. Yeah, I mean most most of it over text. There's a few guys I'm really good friends with that you know I talk on the phone with from time to time or whatever. But it's uh, it's kind of strange. It's like there's like two lives that we live. It's like we have like our tour life and all our friends out there, and then we kind of have our home life and all our friends here. And the longer and longer you're away from the other life you kind of slowly start drifting a little bit. 
And uh, that's kind of sad, but that's just kind of like the reality. Um, but uh, hopefully once I get back out there, those, all those – it's not that the friendships are gone. It's just you kind of start fading away a little bit. But um, I miss that for sure. Well, uh, you've got uh, – you're in the home stretch to your recovery now, so it sounds like you're, you're on the path, and we wish you all the best and uh, hope to see you out there as, uh, as soon as we can. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate it, man. Have a good week up at Hamilton next week. And there is Graham Dillette, the uh, the legend himself. Hopefully we see him back before too long. There's lots more coming up on Golf Talk Canada. We're going to talk to Brad Parkins, the CEO of the CJGA, next. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit taylormade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit golfawaytours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Weeks and Scully in studio today, and um, it is leading into, this is the first show in June. How about that? And it's nice outside. It's almost nice. It's yeah. uh, almost nice. I think if you're going to play golf, though, you want to play it a little earlier. Yeah. It's uh, some rain and thunderstorms in the forecast for later on you today. Uh, but only about a 50%, 60% chance. So um, yeah. hopefully that means that we won't get too much if we get anything at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a uh, great organization called the Canadian Junior Golf Association, which has come a long way in its uh, time and organizing uh, championship tournaments for young players. Many of the guys who've on to the PGA Tour right now, Canada, Web Tour, those places have done so through playing on CJGA. Mm-hmm. It's one of their first steps. And now they're going to take a, another step, the CJGA. They're going to bring out a new program called First Swing. And here to tell us all about it is the CEO of the CJGA, Brad Parkins. Brad, good morning. How are you? Yeah, very well, Bob and Adam. Very well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. No problem. So tell us about First Swing. This sounds like a very basic kind of intro to golf, which I think is something that's drastically needed. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you're very much right on that. It is a, a very basic program, uh, introduction to golf, get them out onto the golf course, get real clubs in their hands. Um, you know, and it's something that we felt was, was needed in this country. Um, you know, you hear all the, the rumblings about, you know, the where golf is in, in today's landscape, um, you know, but there, there's so many passionate golfers out there. And uh, this first swing program hopefully will, will open, you know, doors for new golfers to be involved in the game uh, and engaged in the game and get them out onto the golf course, onto the driving range um, in, a, in a formalized setting, but, uh, you know, a fun atmosphere for them. And um, so we developed the, the first swing program. Uh, you know, essentially very basic. It's, it's uh, after a welcome reception uh, at their local golf town store where they'll get fitted for their clubs and get their outfit. Um, it's essentially six one-hour um, group lessons with a PGA of Canada professional at their facility uh, and uh, an opportunity, again, to engage a new, uh, new wave of, of, you know, hopefully junior golfers and, and longtime golfers um, for years to come. Well, and certainly here in Canada, that the growth of junior golf is is a great thing. Uh, just how how young are we talking here um, in terms of age for for these juniors to start uh, in this program? 
Yeah, and great question. So we've got uh, we've got our program set for ages five to thirteen years of age. Um, we at the CJGA uh, at present time run a, a Linkster program, which we start as well at the age of five, uh, and even have some four year olds uh, that that play in the program as well. They've started a, a little bit younger, uh, but for this program, we're looking at uh, new or relatively new individuals to the game of golf. Uh, again, a way to to engage them and and uh, get some clubs in their hands and, and get them to enjoy, you know, the sport that we all love, um, you know, and as young as five. Um, you know, again, it was, uh, there was an initiative by Hockey Canada, um, much along the same lines to get individuals, you know, participating in their game. Uh, and we felt, you know, again, it was a needed, needed exercise for us uh, and for, you know, golf in this country to develop this program on the golf side. And, uh, you know, if they can play other sports at the age of five, why can't they start playing golf at the age of five? And so we've, uh, we've opened it up at that age and, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how things shake down. But uh, I know from our perspective, you know, this year has just been phenomenal for our Linkster program and the growth uh, of our Linkster program in terms of, you know, participation uh, numbers at our events. And so, you know, hopefully this will translate uh, as well into the first swing program. I got to admit to you, when you started talking about five-year-olds playing golf and think two things went through my head. The first was, that's perfect because I know when I started way back when, you know, you, you couldn't really, you weren't even allowed to kind of get onto a golf course until you were about 13, which is when I started. Mm-hmm. And the second thought that went through my head is that there's probably a six-year-old somewhere who can beat me straight up, <laughs> which, is, which is pretty scary. But one of the interesting things I like about this is the aspect of getting the right equipment in kids' hands. And I know you've partnered with Golf Town on this but uh, and TaylorMade. And I think uh, I love the idea that, that you have you know, getting proper equipment because so many times kids get these cut down clubs that are like swinging tree trunks with no flex. And now these kids will be able to play with proper equipment, be able to get the balls up in the air and, and, you know, like see some results from their, from their gear. Yeah, absolutely. Bob. And then that's the thing. It, it's, um, you know, taking this program, you know, to market, it's making sure that they do have the right equipment, uh, that they're starting out on the, on the proper footing. And, you know, they have that right, uh, that right club in their hands. Um, you know, not the cut downs that, uh, that they all used to get. Um, but it's a good way for them to start, uh, with that proper equipment. And, you know, again, as they grow and, uh, as they evolve as, as young golfers, then, uh, certainly there's the equipment out there, uh, that they can, you know, uh, access um right and through our our great partners at golf town and uh you know our other partners with with taylor made as well um being able to get that equipment in their hands is is so vitally important um similar with any other sport you know it's uh let's make sure that they're starting off on the right foot uh having that right equipment in place and and hopefully uh you know start them off uh in an enjoyable atmosphere that um you know we all want them to to stay in the game for a long long time and uh i think we need to start them off on the right foot uh, so they have that good experience right right from the get-go. We're with Brad Parkins, the CEO of the Canadian Junior Golf Association. Brad, you mentioned earlier about that Hockey Canada program, the first shift program, and a big part of that program is is the participant to instructor, in, instructor ratio. Uh, what is that ratio for this, the first swing program? Yeah, so our instructor to participant ratio is six to one. Mm-hmm. Um, in speaking with um, you know PGA Canada professionals across the country, they felt that it was a uh, a good number um, that they could give that attention to those individuals uh, in those group settings. Uh, I do know some of the some of the sites actually do have uh, 
you know, an assistant with them. So it'll even pair it down to, to three to one ratio in, in, in some markets. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're partnering with those PGA of Canada professionals in their respective markets and in their respective facilities. And, and they will be the boots on the ground. I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're assisting in, in getting things up and running and we'll be out there for, you know, the welcome reception to, uh, to welcome those new participants into the program, uh, make sure that they feel comfortable, uh, make sure that they, you know, we answer any of their questions uh, that need to be answered for them. And then once the, uh, once the program kind of kicks off um, with the sessions for the most part across the country, starting in uh, the first or second week of July at the facilities, uh, it will be those PGA of Canada professionals that are, uh, you know, running that program and executing that program on the ground. And so, you know, working with them closely was was vital um, in in the lead up to this program. And uh, you know, we feel that a you know that six to one ratio will uh, will really um, provide a good experience for those individuals participating in the program. Now, Brad, before we let you go, uh, obviously listeners listening coast to coast have to be excited and psyched about this. Um, where can they find more information uh, on this program to sign up, and, and what would a registration uh, fee be? Yeah, absolutely. So firstswing.ca is the website that we've got set up for the program. Uh, it will have all the information regarding the program, uh, di- answer some different questions, some frequently asked questions that any individual may have, uh, and certainly if there are any additional questions we've got uh, you know a contact us section uh, that they can reach out and and ask some additional questions and right through that website adam is the registration form Um, so it's very simplistic uh, easy for the uh, easy for the user sign up um, with the basic information we get the information on you know do they swing right or left and their weight and their height uh, as well as, you know, shirt, shoe size, so we can outfit them head to toe. Uh, and it's a very, very simple process for them. Um, so firstswing.ca is where they would find all the information. Uh, and for the program, it's a $299 um, entry fee uh, for the program, and that includes all your equipment. It includes the welcome reception as well as the six one-hour group sessions uh, for the individuals at the respective facilities. So, again, a goal of ours was to keep it very cost-effective, um, re- remove that barrier as much as we could uh, for those individuals to get engaged in the game, and uh, hopefully, again, we can we can create some new new golfers for life. The program is called First Swing. It's at FirstSwing.ca. Brad Parkins is the CEO of the CJGA. Brad, good luck with this program and with uh, the entire CJGA uh, program for for this coming year. Great, really appreciate it, Bob and Adam. Thanks for very, very much for having me on. Thanks, Brad. All right, when we come back, we are going to uh, look at 20 weeks of yes. uh, TaylorMade. We're going to discuss a little Canadian Open, and we're also going to look at uh, your trip to Pinehurst and my trip to Algonquin. Yes. Lots more ahead today on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit golfawaytours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. 
Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. It's Bob Weeks and Adam Scully here. Mark Zucchino is off for the weekend after a busy week uh, down in French Lick, Indiana, playing a 19,000-yard golf course <laughs> or whatever it was. Uh, everyone was busy. We were all busy. We were all over the world. Yeah. We were. Well, North well, America, yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually in Japan. I just didn't yeah. tell you guys. Yeah. Uh, no, you were down playing the Jim Thompson Memorial Tournament uh, for the Special Olympics and Pinehurst. So, yeah. So tell it, us about that. We were at Pinehurst. Uh, it was a pretty cool. I was there for Team TSN um, for the Special Olympics, the Northern Lights Invitational with Jim Thompson, obviously. Yep. And um, so we played... Pinehurst number six, and then number four, and then number two, which is wow. the most well-known of the courses. And um, it was funny. Uh, I, I'm one to watch a lot of golf replays. Uh, you know, if, if Golf Channel's airing the 97 Masters, I'm going to watch it from start to finish. My family <laughs> thinks I'm nuts. Yeah, um, so they're in, not the only ones. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> in the hotel room, they aired this this docu- on, on the, the, the main the, the, the the main channel. If you just turn on the TV, they played this uh, Pinehurst documentary on a loop. And it was just sort of going over like when Payne Stewart won, like sort of like sort of 15 minute mini docs on each US Open that was there. And I think I watched it three times. And I was <laughs> in my hotel room for a total of, you know, how, you know six hours, whatever it was. And um, so it was, it was cool to see the history of the courses, how they've changed. Um, number four has been, was redone by Gil Hans so, uh, last year. So that has the, the natural area or the native area, as they call it. And so there's no rough there. And which is, looks very similar to number two as well. And number two, I will say, is the hardest golf course I have ever played. <laughs> how Martin Keimer, how Martin Keimer was ten under and thirty six holes there at the U.S. Open in twenty fourteen was crazy to me. And coincidentally, Martin Keimer's tied for the lead. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so Memorial that's funny. And and so the U.S. Amateur is there this summer. Uh, the U.S. Open's back there in 2024. It's an unbelievable facility. I'd recommend to go out and play because there's there's so many golf courses around that area in the Pinehurst area, um, and it was just it was a treat to play. Plus, it was 97 plus degrees there, so wow. it was it was a little scorching. I, I came back down a, a few lbs, which is good, and, and a little little tan, which is nice when we've had this brutal spring. But um, so th- th- that was my week. Uh, I was gone Sunday morning, came back Tuesday, and it was the time. It was amazing. Well, um, and, and you were where I was. I yes. was at the Algonquin in St. Andrews by the Sea, New Brunswick, which has undergone a facelift. And yes. It's interesting you mentioned the temperature because there's a similarity with the temperatures that I had. Because uh, you said it was 97. Yeah. Well, uh, the first number, <laughs> nine. <laughs> that's what it was out out east there. Uh, they've had a little bit of cool weather. It was actually very manageable. Yeah. The first day we were out there shooting one of the Asante commercials. Yep. Uh, that course has undergone a big renovation by Rod Whitman, which uh, is the guy who is the guy who did uh, Cabot Links. Mm-hmm. And he's done a number of other courses as well, but he uh, did Cabot Links, and um, it's beautiful. They both, they took out 2,200 trees, and if you don't know where this is, it's right on the ocean, something called the Passamaquoddy Bay, and it's an absolutely gorgeous piece of property. And now you can see the ocean or the water from every single hole, and there's wow. some absolutely dramatic holes in this place. Plus, there's the old Algonquin Resort, which is a big old Tudor-style massive place that's you know sort of back from, I think it's 130 years old. The golf course is 125 years old, not this particular golf course. It was originally a Donald Ross course, and then Tom McBroom came in and blew it up and did a a different course, and now um, it's been significantly adjusted, let's Mm -hmm. say, not overhaul, but um, again, so beautiful properties. If you're looking for a nice place to get away for the summer, this, boy, what a great spot this place is in putting New Brunswick. uh, I I sort of asked uh, Charlie Martin, who's the pro out there, I said, Mm -hmm. what are the best golf courses in New Brunswick? And... You know, he admitted there's not a ton of, of really good ones, but he yeah. said the Algonquin is one there. So it's uh, 
Uh, there's another one called Gowan Bray, which isn't too bad. Probably. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that that latest Asante ad. And I mean, it seems like you're on every other commercial. Yeah, these days, I know. So it's right. I'm not looking forward to this week. I know it's going to be on a lot, <laughs> and I'm going to be hearing about it from the usually when the fans in the gallery when I'm walking along, following yeah. someone, they'll yell, "Hey, be be well advised." Or well, well, I remember <laughs> walking together last year at the RBC Canadian Open, and you actually signed a couple autographs, and took a couple <laughs> yeah. selfies with fans. And y- yes, you can get autographs from the players, but hey, Bob's <laughs> going to be there too, folks. Yeah. So we want to give you a little tease on something that's coming up in uh, hour two. In fact, right after we come back after the break. And it uh, involves our 20 weeks of TaylorMade yeah. and our association with TaylorMade. So why don't you tell folks, I mean, just tease them a little bit about what's happening. Well, a, a little teaser. Okay. So it's uh, basically, um, you know, 20 weeks of TaylorMade is something we do every week on the show. We give away uh, close to $20,000 worth of gear this year. You know, uh, next week on Golf Talk Canada TV, we're giving away six dozen tp5 golf balls wow and so as we learned in, in carlsbad when we were there in november this ball is unbelievable you know some guys on tour are seeing upwards of you know one to three miles an hour of ball speed more so do the math there that's five to seven yards up to 10 yards and and so for the month of june we are doing a a, a special little uh giveaway there's some promo codes so uh, as well for, for some discounts on some fittings. Um, and so there's going to be some cool stuff. I'm not going to give it all away. I'm, I'm okay. going to let uh, our guests in the next uh, next segment give it away. But uh, you won't want to miss this. If you're someone who's uh, in the market here for some new gear, um, you're going to want to want to tune in because uh, you'll be able to get a little discount on that for sure. All right. Let's uh, Before we go to break here, let's just quickly update you on RBC Canadian Open because the field was yes. released. Yes. Uh, we have um, a, a late entry into the field in Justin Thomas. Yeah. So we now have four of the top six players in the world. Uh, 20 Canadians in the field headed up by Corey Connors and Adam Hadwin. Uh, Mike Weir is going to be playing, making his 28th start wow. in the RBC Canadian Open, which is amazing. And we've got other players, Henrik Stenson, Sergio Garcia, Zach Johnson. Um, I mean, there's there's a deep, deep field here coming. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I can remember a better field. I was going to ask I you, mean, I, you know. Um, certainly not recently. But it used to be, you know, you'd get Jack Nicklaus and Greg Norman and Nick Price and in those days when it was um, a little higher prestige. But that's going back a long way. That's going back 30-plus years, mm-hmm. probably in the last 15 to 20 years. I don't know if I can remember a better field. Yeah, well, it's, it's, you know, four of the top six players in the world, and the only two guys in the top six who aren't there are Justin Rose and Tiger Woods. Um, so it, it's it's great to see, and it'll be awesome for fans, you know, because we're in, as as uh, the, the TNT and CBS broadcast said at the, at the PGA Championship, this is the Brooks Kepka era, and, and he's going to be there. It's his first start since the PGA Championship when, when he won his fourth major in his last eight starts, and, and we saw the, the week previous... Um, to the PGA Championship when his game was sort of peaking. It, it was, it was uh, on the right track, and then he you know, obliterated the field for 54 holes of the PGA. So we'll see what kind of game he shows up with. He missed the cut last year at the RBC Canadian Open. That right. obviously went on to have a good summer. So, um, and it'll be really curious to see how he does on this golf course, too. I, I actually saw him last year on the practice range after he missed the cut the next day, and he was working with uh, Claude Harmon third, mm-hmm. and he was... Swinging cross-handed. Really? That's some, the secret it was some right kind there. Of a, it was some kind of a drill that they were yeah. working on, he told me afterwards. But it was interesting. Anyway, we'll see if he can fare a little bit better was this he, time Was around. he bench pressing before? After yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He, went, he went down and give me 20. So he yeah. dropped down that. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. When we come back, we'll talk to Cam Jacobs from TaylorMade and tell you what we've been hinting at. A big TaylorMade announcement coming up after this break. 
This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, a Saturday morning in the big smoke, just as we get ready for uh, RBC Canadian Open Week. And the weather today, I think you want to play... Now. Right now, <laughs> get out right there. now. There's a little bit of a uh, little bit of stuff in the forecast for this afternoon. Um, it's not 100 percent though. It's only uh, yeah. about a, let's see. It's 13 degrees right now. It says here, and um, yeah. Is yeah. summer ever going to start? Like is, I don't know. It's yeah. June now, isn't it? It, it is June. It's, it's, it's almost actually officially summer, but it's not. <laughs> that's right. Well, hopefully, uh, wherever you are, the sun is shining in some way, shape, or form, and you can get out and hit some balls and uh, play a little bit of golf. And a guy who helps a lot of people play mm -hmm. better golf is our good friend from TaylorMade, Cam Jacobs. Cam, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. Uh, remember, sorry, remember, this, remember this, I was going to say. It's always partly sunny, never partly cloudy. Do you know, I some, like that. You know, somebody told me that weathermen, weather forecasters, when you see a weather forecast, it's never 50%. Yeah. <laughs> because that's a guess. It's either yeah. 40 or 60. So it's, it's true. I look at that. You never see 40% chance or 50% chance of rain. Oh, so. wow. But uh, anyway, Cam, it's um, the season is here, and we're all golfing, and we're out there. Yeah. And uh, obviously, TaylorMade has had a crushed the uh, the start of the season with your new gear and some of the wins you've had on tour. I mean, it must feel good to see all those uh, blood orange drivers and all the other clubs and stuff going through uh, at the top of the leaderboards week after week. Well, even a week like this week, I'm seeing uh, you know uh, you know you want to watch a great ball striker, Martin Keimer, right up the top leaderboard at Memorial. He is uh, something else to watch. So, pretty cool to see him make the trip across early. And I hazard a guess he's got his eye on Pebble Beach. Yeah, I can imagine, Cam. And uh, you know, there's just so much excitement right now around TaylorMade, and you know, obviously what happened uh, in April at Augusta, Tiger Woods winning the Masters, uh, and, and with this new iron that that you that TaylorMade and Tiger sort of you know collaborated together on, and and so after that, I, I I've heard that sales for the P7TW his iron just skyrocketed after the win, didn't they? Well, yeah, you know, it was, it, was, it was almost a perfect storm. And, and obviously, you've got a transcendent athlete in, in Tiger and, you know, virtuoso performance and, and one for the ages. And, you know, it was, it was kind of interesting uh, as we brought the P7 uh, TW iron to the marketplace. You know, we, each region was given, a, you know, truthfully, a, just a small allocation of irons to sell. And, and they're not inexpensive. Um, mm -hmm. You know, our, and our, our, our guys were... Kind of going, you know, you know, is this going to be, you know, needle too too much of the market to bear? And I think uh, those problems went away quite quickly. And and it's been actually really interesting to watch. Uh, you know, you can, you can it's, it's 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 a unique product in the fact that it truly is Tiger's iron. It's it's been designed um, in conjunction with Tiger. 
based on all his past inputs and and you know he probably learned as much as our engineers learned our engineers learned you know a, a ton from him and they put out a, just a, a beautiful product for the better player that you know you can order it right to tiger specifications you know weaker loss and you know x100 shafts the cord grips the whole the whole kit and caboodle or if you know you want to put them in the bag and play them yourself you know if you want to put in a custom shaft that fits you or your you know obviously adam you're a bit of a taller guy <laughs> a little bit longer bigger grips uh, you can get that done through the custom line um but uh, it was pretty interesting to see i was talking with our, our, our local sales rep uh pete chandler here mm-hmm. uh, in town he said of the, the allocation he had i think all but one set was sold wow. with tiger specifications which means we we hazard a guess they're they're going on a lot of mantle pieces or or in places <laughs> of high importance in, in in the in the man cave so uh but uh but sold sold through but i know that the uh the team is is working feverishly away at uh at producing more and um will be part of the line uh carrying forwards <laughs> that's that's good uh so you've got a busy week coming up with the rbc canadian open i know you've been doing you'll be helping out with a lot of fitting and and dialing in some of the uh, stuff in that that crazy uh, tailor-made oh, amazing. Uh, uh, tour van that they have out there. Not a tour van, it's like a tour house on wheels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but interesting, you and I ran into each other on Monday up at, uh, or down at Rattlesnake, and you were working, doing a little work with David Hearn, and yep. you were telling me about how, how specific he, he is with being able to feel the difference in weights and things. Maybe you can relate that story again. Sure. You know what? Well, and actually, you know, the, the truck's actually not making the trip up. It said it's, it's already, okay. it's already, it's already, it's already on the way to Pebble Beach. Um, it, it went right from uh, Byron Nelson across the, uh, across the southwest down through, uh, through Carlsbad to get uh, prepped and ready to go. Um, we've got things well underhand. Uh, one of my counterparts from actually the European tour, Adrian Rietfeld, is is likely in a plane somewhere over the Atlantic right now. Wow. He's coming in to help us out for the week to get. Uh, get uh rory and uh, we've got a strong contingent of european players uh are, are in the field next week to get ready to go and as they work their way west to the u.s open but uh you know obviously where i come in is you know my you know contacts with some of the local players uh whether it's you know club professionals like marquette chambusier who's going to be representing pga canada next week or a lo- really local guy you know david hearn it's it is a home game he's he can he can travel in from home from brantford he's sleeping in his and, own bed he told me <laughs> yeah and and uh and uh Obviously, uh, uh, DH is uh, is a is a wonderful player. He's had a great career, and uh, but very finite with his equipment. And it's what a lot you know allowed him to to reach his goals and stay at the top. And you know, David, I think has gone back to uh, an old favorite shaft. Uh, he typically plays a little bit heavier gear than than most. And you know, we wanted to get his his head weight of uh, the driver he's playing right now is an M4, um, right to 191 grams. So. Uh, David is uh, a closet uh, gear junkie on his on his own right, and uh, quite capable of, of of taking care of a lot of the repairs on his own. He's got his own little workshop, but uh, we we checked in to uh, to make sure the the drivers he's testing out right now were were bang on the head weight, 191 grams, not a not a not a tenth of a gram more. So, um, and that's crazy. and that's that's the precision these guys have. Um, you know, uh, I, I can remember working with David in the past where. You know, within a, a gram, he could detect it. Uh, he'd be top of the backswing and say, oh, "I don't know. Let's, let's hang on, back this up here. Let's get the right right weight and the right cartridge." Um, and that and that's and that's and that's one guy. Um, but uh, whether it's swing weight, uh, you know, we're talking eighths of an inch, tens of degrees of of launch, you know, 50 RPMs of spin, any last measure of, of game that can be had for the best players in the world, um, we're going to try to dig it out and uh, and help to get them ready to do what they do best. 
Yeah, it's, that's crazy to, to hear. And you, you mentioned all these things about swing weight and, and, and specifications. But whenever I, I tell people, you know, that I just went to TaylorMade and got fit and sort of taken through the process of what it is, they're, they're mind blown because it, it's such a cool process to actually go in and get fit for, for a full set of gear. Walk us through what that process is, Cam, of, of if, 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 you're, if you're the weekend hacker and say, you know, you're going into the on a Thursday, what is that process uh, for? that guy right well you know i think really it, it starts off right from the get-go and and, it, and it's not just me you know I'm, I'm i'm one of you know 18 master fitters in the country it's uh, in season it's our largest department we've got you know fitters from coast to coast from from victoria right through uh, right through into quebec um and you know the the first question we have to to really ask ourselves and ask the player is we want the equipment to you know compensate for myths that they might have or a tendency they might have or are we looking to complement a direction of players working on maybe with their their local PGA Pro, uh, something they're working on in their swing with you know uh, some some direction that they're they're working towards? If we you know have a player that's looking to um, hit a slice, we don't want to give them a driver that's designed to draw, for example. Um, if we've got a player that's looking to fix a slice and he's not practicing his game and he's not taking any lessons, we'll take the technology and we'll 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 correct that ball flight for the player. But the first thing our guys are always tasked with doing is really sitting down, having a good conversation, and and getting the player to to you know comment on what is it they're looking to get out of that session. I think that's the biggest thing that I, I think all the golfers out there can can take away from today if if, if they're listening in. Um, you know, to really think about what are my goals with this new equipment? Am I looking for more distance? I'm looking for more accuracy, a bit of both. And then, and am I working on my swing? And I think that's some of the things that we're really proud of our, our guys are able to, you know, quantify and deliver. Um, obviously, at head office, we've got a, a, a ton of technology that it really allows us to, to create a, a great experience, whether it's, you know, gear, 3D motion capture. We've got Foresight, GC Quad Launch Monitor to get us all the club and, and ball delivery data. We've got a Quintic launch monitor, just even for your to, to track launch conditions on your on your putting, and then obviously the, the biggest thing is having all the, the the demos, all the different shafts, all the different heads, every combination that the custom line can build down south. We have replicated in house at, at head office at Glen Abbey, and our performance centers across the country. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> all right, <laughs> it's it, it, it's it you know, and, and the the neat thing I think about fitting is sometimes people might get scared, say you know I'm not good enough to get fit. Uh, or I don't play enough to get fitter. Um, you'd be surprised that the more technology and the more experience the fitter uh, has at their disposal, typically they're able to to pull more data out of less shots. You know, for example, you know, in, in the lab, you know, we hook somebody up on gears. We truly only needed about 24 captures or 24 swings for us to get a pretty good blueprint of what that player does. From there, the fitter already has a leg up on what the swing tendencies are in the course, where the misses will tend to be, and, and then what products in our lineup will help to address those um, needs the most. Um, it's you know something that's a you know a little bit art and a little bit of science. Uh, all right, let's get to the big news. <laughs> Speaking of fitting, you got it. <laughs> why don't you tell the people who are listening to GTC and watch GTC TV what you and us together what we're going to offer for for these folks. Well, you know what, I think uh, obviously June is a big month for custom fitting. We want to make sure that uh, all the golfers out there could get a chance to, to come by and, and see uh, either a local performance center or across the country. Uh, we've got two performance labs here in the GTA. So uh, using a, a promo code of Golf Talk Canada 25, you can go right to tailormadefitting.ca 
um, and receive a 25% discount on any fitting fee uh, throughout the month of June. So from today right through until uh, the end of the month. Uh, you can book online, simple to do. Um, and at each one of our locations, we've got locations in, I'll line them off real quick here, Vancouver, Kelowna, Edmonton, Alberta, Calgary, uh, Cambridge down at Whistlebear, mm-hmm. Montreal, and Quebec City. In addition to the two spots here in the GTA, we're going to give away one complimentary fitting per location. So if wow. you like, watch, uh, watch the uh, Golf Talk Canada social channel. Um, you'll, you'll see some, uh, some social posts from, uh, from Mr. Zucchino, who we, uh, we missed this week. But uh, <laughs> obviously, uh, take advantage of that. Good luck to all the, uh, the, the entrants and the, and the winners. And we look forward to welcoming you to come in and, and work with the TaylorMade Master Fitter uh, to get that tour-level experience and get dialed in for your next set of clubs. That wow. is a huge wow. offer. Wow! Massive, guys. unbelievable. Wow. All right, it's a very exciting time. Yeah, we're gonna and we're gonna pump pump it out in our social channel uh, almost immediately here, so you'll get some more of the details if you want to have it. Uh, Cam, listen, I know you got a crazy busy week coming up. We'll look forward to seeing you out at Hamilton as you're uh, dialing in some of the best players in the world with their gear. And uh, have a uh, have a great week out there. And uh, and thanks for spending some time with us this morning. Thanks, guys, for all you do for golf in Canada. All right, thanks, Cam. That is Take Cam care, Jacobs from TaylorMade, and uh, look for the uh, the exciting news. That's you can pretty win, exciting. Win a full fitting experience, yeah. one complimentary full bag fitting session in each of those markets, which yeah. is pretty exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, when we come back on Golf Talk Canada, we are going to catch up with what's going on uh, around some of the tours. We'll talk to you. Well, we'll hear from some of the uh, leaders mm-hmm. and some of the more interesting players at the uh, memorial. That's coming up next on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. It's Weeks and Scully here as Mark Skino has Saturday off to recover from his week-long journey in French Lake, Indiana, playing an 8,100-yard golf course, which might even be too long for him. That's terrifying. Crazy, crazy yeah. stuff. We'll hear about that, I'm sure, next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a one-hour special coming up this week on Golf Talk Canada television yeah. from the RBC Canadian Open, and um, we're looking forward to, to that. Uh, before we get into that week, though, there is still a little tournament going on down uh, in Ohio. Uh, Jack Nicholas's memorial, of course, is underway, and we have a, a three-way tie for the lead at the moment with three guys that um, a little unusual mm-hmm. to see these guys all at the leaderboard. I mean, everybody's great players, so and they're all they all have some some good history. But Troy Merritt, um, Kyung Hoon Lee, and uh, Martin Keimer are at nine under par. Interesting. Before we get in, we're going to hear from some of these guys, but. Uh, Troy Merritt is a guy who underwent surgery to remove a rib. You ever heard that story? Uh, it's wild. Yeah. His, he was pinching a nerve and his arm was going blue and all sorts of things weird. Anyway, he elected to have this rib removed. Because he still does, does he still wear the one sleeve? I, I think see. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a crazy story. Anyway, obviously he's recovered from that uh, operation and procedure and he's playing some pretty good golf right now. Uh, another guy who's just one shot back, however, Jordan Spieth. 
he is on a roll so far. And, you know, I mean, it, it, since, you know, he won the 2017 Open, uh, he's had this slump ball year, so to speak, but uh, a really good finish at Beth Page, an eighth place finish last week. Uh, the guy's playing really well. It seems like his game has finally turned a corner here, here uh, 66 70 in the first two rounds. Um, and for him, you know, it's you, we talked on the show probably a month ago saying his putting is back, and, but his ball striking is still all over the map. And then he goes and plays Beth Page, where he really had, had hit the ball well, and, and he did, and he, and he, you know, came tied for third. So uh, it's great to see Jordan Speed sort of back in the mix, and, you know, he's just one shot off the lead. It's, an, it's amazing how many times that happens where a guy will have his putting go, and he'll spend so much time working on his putting that he mm-hmm. kind of loses the other game because you don't spend as much time right. practicing it. Right. But uh, anyway, let's hear from Jordan Spieth. Jordan, it's looked like a couple of days of efficient golf. How would you assess your first 36 holes here? Yeah, I'm very pleased. Uh, eight under on this golf course for two rounds is great. I'd take eight under the next two rounds, to be honest. It's um, it's a very tough track. The rough's higher than usual. Um, I felt great about my ball striking today. It was the best I've hit it in a while. and. Um, nail that in and give myself the looks I've had and just make a few more. I know the last couple of years haven't been always a lot of fun for you, but what have you learned over the last couple of years that will help you maybe this weekend and going forward? Yeah, it's just been progress. I mean, you know, golf's full of peaks and valleys and, um, you know, everyone gets off a little bit and I'm, I'm kind of glad that I feel like I'm on the rise. I feel like things are going the right direction. I feel like I've made progress week to week and been very patient with that progress. And um, it's starting to show. I mean, I know I'm not stepping on the tee necessarily with my A-plus game, um, but I understand what I'm working on. And as long as I continue to trust it, I'll get better. You've always had a fighting intangible chipping in, rolling in long putts. When you're doing that and seeing that happen, what does that do for the rest of your game? Well, certainly if I feel comfortable inside of 10, 15 feet with the putter, it, it frees you up. You don't have to feel like you have to attack pens. Um, and then you don't feel like you have to play so tentatively on and around the greens either. You can be more aggressive. So, um, you know, I, I've been feeling very solid with the putter um, for a while now, especially the last couple of weeks. And if I can continue to kind of feel that way, and then I, this course will become a lot easier to me because I can play it more towards the center of the greens and putt from there, um, which is what I you know, did when I was playing at my best. So hopefully continue to get back that direction. Uh, there's Jordan Spieth. Tiger Woods uh, is back in the pack. He was going along nicely yesterday until the 15th hole. And oops, double on a par five. Yeah, it was it was shocking to see, really, because he was sort of plodding along. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was playing very solid golf. You know, gets to the 15th hole. He's 250 yards in. He's thinking three. He's thinking eagle. He has five wood in his hands. And instead, he's oops. sort of... Smother hooks this five wood. He can hear an f bomb, and he misses. And then he, he had a bad lie. He tries to chip. The chip comes up short. Tries to hit a flop shot. That flop shot then comes up short again. Chips it on. Lips out the bogey putt. Double bogey for Tiger. I should say as well on his final hole. He missed the green on his approach shot and left a chip. It, like it was, it was essentially the 2005 Masters all over again. But this ball just didn't go in the hole. Oh dear! So, uh, so he's at two under. He has seven shots off the lead. All right, let's hear from Tiger Woods. This was kind of a mixed bag. I didn't really get anything going today. You know, and I had, uh, I was just kind of plugging along. I just wasn't able to get anything really going. Um, <clears throat> we we're, all of us were watching Rosie get things going on that front nine. Uh, just, I just wasn't able to make anything happen today. Which shot are you most disappointed with on 15? Oh, the second shot by far. I mean, I could hit that ball 50 yards right of that flag and be fine. 
anything inbounds right of the flag, I have a chance to make birdie. Uh, just can't afford to miss it left on, the, you know, where that flag is, and I did. With that first chip, what were you trying to do from the side of the hill? Well, the, the way it was sitting, I couldn't play a flop shot. The ball where I thought I was a, might whiff it, and so that limited me to. I was trying to hit it in the rough, short, and then have it go, actually over the green near the bunker on the upslope of the bunker and then pitch back up and make par. Uh, wasn't even trying to hit the ball on the green. I was just trying to hit it past the flag and didn't do it. In the second chip. The second chip, I was again. I was just trying to get the ball on the green and just take my take my 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 mess that I just made on on the second shot and just try and get out of there with five or six somehow and have a putt at it and end up making seven. You like the way you're swinging? Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't wasn't sharp as as I'd like it to be. Um, I was hitting it flush, but uh, just wasn't hitting it close enough and wasn't giving myself enough looks at birdie on these greens that are this soft. You envision or feel a low one in you tomorrow to get kind of get back there? Yeah, I'm going to have to. I mean, the seems like everyone's bunched together. Um, I just need a round like what Rosie played today. I mean, he, what did he make? Six straight threes, I think, at one stretch on the front nine. Uh, I just need to get something going on that front nine where the, the pins are definitely gettable on that front nine tomorrow. There's Tiger Woods. He definitely needs to get something going. He's uh, a long way back in this pack and um, not showing the form I think he'd want to show coming in, going into the U.S. Open, although um, really, you know, a lot of that's that one hole we talked about. Yeah, it, I'd say for sure, you know, in that. And um, one thing that was a little puzzling at the PGA Championship was uh, his ball speed. Um, you know, he never really touched 170. And, you know, when he won the, the Masters, it was up in the mid-170s. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, you know, watching him yesterday at the Memorial, he was routinely flying at 295 to 305 with a ball speed around 170 to 173. So it looks like some of that speed is coming back. And um, I think for him, he just sort of wants to see some progress in his game. He's still missing these putts inside, you know, eight feet that, you know, for in this new age of tie in this new era of tiger i should say that you know he's missed more and more and more of these and you know we saw last year at the putter switch to that tailor made model more of a mallet style i don't know if he's going down that road again but <laughs> his putting has just been it's yeah. it's just puzzling to very see really consistent very mm-hmm. consistent uh well the guy who's loading up the birdie bag is uh, martin keimer who's tied for the lead he's made uh, 12 birdies through his first two rounds against just three bogeys and a guy who, um, as you mentioned, uh, could be a real guy to watch for at the U.S. Open. We know what he can do to difficult golf courses, and no doubt Pebble Beach will be one of those. Uh, he is tied for the lead. Let's hear from Martin Keimer. You're going to head into the weekend tied for the lead. Over the last couple of days, your strengths have been what? Well, I mean, my short game was good. Um, what I just heard from the previous interview, that I'm quite far up there in scrambling and putting. So that always is a good good feel when you when you know your short game is, is spot on that you know it frees you up in your long game a little bit here and there too but I hit the ball very solid over the last uh, two three months but it didn't really work out for me because of certain reasons um, and fortunately you know working on my short game for the last two three years um, it's nice that it pays off eventually. We were talking prior, and you said Mr. Nicholas encouraged you to come and play. Not only are you playing here, but you are now leading on the PGA Tour for the first time in a long time. What are your emotions now heading into the weekend as you try to win on this tour once again? Yeah, I think it's five years, I think, since the U.S. Open in 2014. Um, yeah, it's obviously a nice opportunity, you know, to to have to have that chance of 
gaining some experience again in, in this in that uh, situation. You know, always those situations are not really predictable. Whatever happens tomorrow and Sunday, um, you can't really prepare for. Um, you can just go by experience, um, by calmness, trying to enjoy it, um, and that is pretty much what I've done. You know, for the last month or so, just trying to focus on on being calm overall as a person, not only on, on the golf course, because the golf shots is, you know, we can all play golf, um, that, that's not the problem. Obviously we have some issues here and there in parts of the game, um, but overall it's just our our mental attitude and our general attitude towards golf that, that affects us playing the game. Well said, well done this week, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Todd. There's Martin Keimer. He is uh, has shared the lead at 36 holes heading to the weekend, and uh, obviously a guy who's on the way back as well. We talk about Jordan Spieth. He's mm-hmm. really on the way back. Mm-hmm. All right, when we come back after the break, it's time for the favorite segment of the show. It's Winner's Weird and What. That's coming up next. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob Weeks in studio along with producer and now host, (laughs) co-host, Adam Scully. And uh, this is the most wonderful time of the show. We have fun with it. Yes, we do. It's winners, weird, and what? And Mr. Scully, you have the tea. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Well, Bob, my, my three-dub this week has a bit of a Phil Mickelson theme. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to start with my winner, and we've spoken at length about his social media game, how strong it is, whether he's feeling it, PH spelling, whether he's working on his calves, whether he's giving some very instructional short game lessons, which I, I got to say, in his flip-flops and, and his uh, Mizzen and Main shirts that are untucked and <laughs> yada, yada, yada. But uh, this week, he had a couple of different tweets that I'm going to be referring to. First of all, my winner. And so, uh, obviously, the NBA Finals is going on. The Raptors have a one nothing series lead. Uh, Phil decided to tweet out uh, the day before the series, only a few people know, but with my serious hops, I think I could have played in the NBA. <laughs> I'm ready to go if the Warriors or Raptors need me for the NBA Finals. And attached is a picture of him jumping after he wins the 2004 Masters. I got to think it's pretty Photoshopped because he is what looks to be at least three feet off the ground. (laughs) And that original jump... Uh, he barely got off the ground. I was going to say, it was originally, it was probably like about three seconds. Yes. Like three inches like yes. off the ground. Well, and, and then the comparison, of course, is the uh, the 2016 Ryder Cup when him and Sergio combined for 19 birdies in their singles match, and and Phil made a birdie on 18 and jumped 
I don't know, like a millimeter off the ground. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny to see. But uh, Phil Mickelson's uh, Twitter and Instagram game uh, is very, very uh, strong. Uh, my weird this week, and this does relate to Phil because he was playing with this guy who I'm talking about for my weird, and that is Matt Kuchar. And, and he's been in some inter- interesting uh, controversies uh, this year. Um, and another one happened on Thursday, 17th hole at the Memorial. He hits a tee shot, walks up to his ball. His ball is in a pitch mark. And so he thought it was his own pitch mark. Uh, but clearly, um, they showed on the replay, his ball bounced, bounced, and then sort of landed in someone else's pitch mark. So Kuchar was convinced that the, his ball's second bounce cre- broke ground and created its own pitch mark, which I think is physically impossible for that to happen. So he calls over a rules official. Kuchar is literally on one knee, almost Tim Tebowing beside the ball, um, looking over with this official, and he says, Matt, this, this is not possible. They bring over a cameraman. The cameraman comes over. This takes 10 minutes. The, the rules official is looking in the lens, and they're playing it back live. It's like, what are you doing? So Kuchar asks for a second opinion. So another rules official comes. This has taken a very long time. At this point, Phil, in the same group, goes up to the green, finishes the hole, and almost walks back to the fairway. <laughs> and so eventually, uh, Kuchar was not given the rule. Um, and the, the ruling, I should say. He had to hit the ball from the pitch mark. He still made par. But, I mean, come on. Like, that's a, little, that's a yeah. bit of a stretching, stretching of the rules right there, I got to I say. agree. I agree. Yeah, it was a little wild. But uh, it's been a strange year for Kuchar, but he's played some pretty <laughs> yeah, darn. Hasn't it been? Uh, Man. Yeah, pretty, played some pretty darn good golf uh, other than that. And we will see him next week at the RBC uh, Canadian Open. Now, my what goes back to Phil Mickelson. And, you know, throughout the years, he has used some interesting club uh, selections. He's, he's uh, you know, carried one of the first to carry a 64-degree wedge back in 2006 uh, with two drivers. And this week, he decided to do something similar, and he broke the news of how he was going to use two drivers in the bag on his Instagram account, and here is that audio. This is going to be the first time in a long time that I've used two drivers as if one epic flash driver isn't enough. I'm going to use two. Well, why such a change of heart? Why am I doing this? Well, I saw a post of Bubba Watson hitting bombs without a shirt on. And he had bare chest hair. And I don't mean B-A-R-E chest hair. I mean grizzly bear, B-E-A-R chest hair. And thought, if I have to have that to hit bombs, I don't want to hit bombs. So I have a shorter driver where I can hit cute little cuts into the fairway. But then I realized that when I was not hitting bombs... My confidence was low. My self-esteem was low. Oftentimes, I wouldn't want to get out of bed. And so when I started hitting bombs, my confidence shot back up. My testosterone came back. My overall attractiveness increased. And so I'm going to have a driver to hit cute cuts in the fairway and to hit bombs. (laughs) (laughs) Phil being Phil, uh, you know, he, he decides to experiment with this and... You know, yes, he did lead the field in driving distance through two rounds. He's not going to be around on the weekend because he shot 79 on Friday. Uh, but, uh, yeah. See where he strokes gained off the tee? 104th, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it was a bit of a weird uh, move there by Phil. But one highlight I, I have to give. Uh, the 14th hole at, at, uh, at where they're playing this week, 366 yards. It's typically a 5-iron and a wedge or maybe a 9-iron or 4-iron wedge sort of thing. Phil decides to wait for the green to clear. And so Fowler and Kuchar are sort of looking at, like, what are you doing? And I will say he must have used the longer driver because he actually flew the water, hit it greenside, carried it 340. Wow. Made birdie, 
Um, but, uh, you know, Phil being Phil, uh, he's been a highlight of social media, um, and, he, and he is an all-star on social media. His game has been up and down this year, but we'll see how he does uh, in the U.S. Open in a couple weeks. Now, with that all being said, Bob, the tee is now yours. So, so what do I do, just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. All right, my uh, winner this week takes us out to Victoria, British Columbia, where the Mackenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada, is playing its event. It is the Bayview Place DC Bank Open presented by Times Colonists. And I don't know this for sure, but I'm going to suspect that this is probably the longest-running event on uh, PGA Tour Canada. And I want to take you down to a guy who's tied for 30th. Normally, you wouldn't look too much at that guy. But Jim Rutledge, who mm. will turn 60 in August this year and is a miracle of science. This is a guy who has played everywhere in the world. He has won in different spots in Asia and in uh, Latin America, and he's won on the Canadian Tour a bunch of times, and he's won this tournament uh, a number of times as well. But at 60 years old, he's tied for 30th, well, just about 60 years old, tied for 30th uh, out there. He is a Victoria guy. He actually lives right by this golf course. Um, so I, I just think that's wow. an uh, amazing accomplishment that's for a guy who's probably given up 40 years to some of these young pups probably out here. Probably 40 yards, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you know, he's still getting it out there. He's good. Maybe not like Tyler Pendrith kind yeah. of, or Taylor Pendrith <laughs> kind of distance, but good for Jim good Rutledge for, for, uh, for, for keeping amazing. himself in there. Uh, okay. My weird this week is a bit of a st- really weird one. This one just happened up at Greystone Golf Course up in Milton. Wow. So police say the golfers at the course had to abruptly halt their games on Monday afternoon after an impaired driver drove on the course and sent people scurrying to safety. According to the police, the vehicle was um, believed to have been in a fail-to-remain collision in Acton earlier in the day, and then it was spotted crashing into parked cars in the Greystone Golf Course parking lot. The, and, uh, then he, this guy drove onto the cart pass, and apparently golfers had to run out of the way because this guy was uh, going a little bit nuts. He actually got off the golf course, got back on the road, and then he got stuck in uh, traffic on one of the highways, and he got pulled over. So a 26-year-old Pickering man has been charged with impaired operation of a motor vehicle, impaired concentration, and dangerous operation of a motor vehicle. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being on the golf course and then finding, like, seeing this car barreling down at you out of control? Well, I, you know, it's, uh, I remember a couple of years ago um, where I am at Bayview that there was one morning people showed up, and there were, there were golf, uh, sorry, there were car tire tracks on one of the fairways, and it actually had ruined one of the fairways. Wow. Someone had driven up on one of the on one of the fairways, but that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that nobody got hurt. And, yeah, uh, there was a lot of apparently some damage to some of the cars, obviously in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. They'll figure out what's going to happen with that after. But uh, uh, but wow, what mm-hmm. a scary situation. Yeah, uh, my what this week is uh, a little uh, of a home course. What it uh, belongs uh, to yes. Weston Golf and Country Club. However, I want to tell you about this guy who is uh, just passed away. His name is Bill Birkenhead. He was 97 years old when he passed away. He joined Weston in 1937, which means he was a member for 82 <laughs> years at one club. Can you imagine that? 82, 82 years. years. And I, um, I'm just, I think they look, tried to look back. They said it was definitely a record in Canada, and they were trying to think, see if it was a worldwide record. But I can't even imagine anybody being close to 82 years because no, you'd have even. to uh, go a long way and live lots yeah, of ways. Yeah, 82 years. So this guy saw all sorts of things. He saw the Canadian Open back in 55 uh, yep. when Arnold Palmer won. In fact, he told, used to tell a story about how on the fifth hole at Weston, Arnold Palmer hit his ball into the trees on the left, and there was a trunk that had fallen down, a tree trunk that had fallen down, and it was blocking the way. 
and he and another guy went in and actually pulled the trunk out of the way before Palmer got there. So he wow. <laughs> gave him a little opening, wow. a, little, a, little, a little home country or home wow. course uh, advantage there. So the best part about this is Bill, Bill Birkenhead, who was a super guy, was that I don't think I ever saw him without a butt and a glass of whiskey in his hand. <laughs> he lived his life long, and he lived it hard. Good and, for him. Uh, he was a good man. Oh, so that's, man. Uh, that's the story for, oh, that's great. for my what there this week. Um, we just got a couple of seconds here before we go to break, but yeah. uh, we were talking about RBC Canadian Open yes. this week, and uh, obviously it's, uh, it's got an exciting lineup. we got Rory, we got DJ, we got Brooks, we got Justin Thomas mm-hmm. now, in case you haven't heard about that one. Uh, but of all, the, of all the Canadians, who, who are you going to go and watch? anyone in particular you want to see um well I, i'm curious to see um how cory connors does on this golf course um you know it, it is it's not a it's not a bomber's paradise you really have to plot your way around i'm curious to see the golf course itself in terms of how thick the rough is um more on a personal level um richard jung is in the field uh an exemption through pga tour uh china and um, we played high school golf together years ago. We actually went to elementary school together. So I actually, I might bring one of the uh, one of those pictures from my grade four birthday party <laughs> of Richard Jung playing ball hockey. Um, I'm not sure if he'll remember that, but uh, we're going to find out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be how about, great. Uh, how about you? Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm interested to see most all of them. I, mean, I think Mackenzie Hughes will be interesting this yeah. week because it's basically a home game for me and him. He, I mean, he grew up just around the corner mm-hmm. in Dundas, Dundas And he Valley. was low Canadian uh, last year. That's right. I think last two years. You're right. He shared right. it the year before as well. So I think that'll be good but but i'm interested to see them all uh mm-hmm. it's even the the, the big no- names and the, the lesser known names maybe some of the guys who are uh, qualified through different various means and stuff michael gligic will be interesting yeah. to see i'm surprised he might have taken the week off because i thought maybe he wanted to stay he's seventh on the web.com tour uh, points list i thought he might want to stay and keep improving on that but uh canadian open calls absolutely all right when we come back we'll wrap up we'll take a look around the leaderboards and we'll see what's happening here there and everywhere in the world of golf This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increase stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, a 1st of June show. Amazing uh, that we've come this far in June. It's been a, we're saying goodbye to a really crummy May. It hasn't been great. weather, right? It's been, I got rained out a couple times, I don't know about you, but. It's uh, hasn't even really been warm. It hasn't been warm at all. You know, I've worn shorts in Canada once on the golf course. Wow. Too many layers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Uh, there's lots of golf being played this weekend as we lead into next week, the big week here in Canada, the RBC Canadian Open, one of, one of two big weeks because we've also got the CP Canadian Women, Women's Open. But the mm-hmm. RBC Canadian Open will be next week. But before we get to that, uh, let's look around at some of the leaderboards. And the U.S., the women have a major going on, the U.S. Women's Open or the Women's U.S. Open, I think is the proper way they like to have it. Mm-hmm. And Mamiko Higa is a Japanese golfer, and she's uh, playing at her first U.S. Open. She has the lead. At six under par, 65-71, Jessica Corda 
and Céline Boutier are tied for second. Now, they had to finish up their second round this morning, and Brooke Henderson kind of stumbled into the yeah. leader, into the finish. She uh, bogeyed two of her last three. She is tied for 50th, and she is uh, well back of the lead. Well back of the lead, uh, that is for sure. PGA Tour now, the Memorial. Troy Merritt, K.H. Lee, uh, Martin Keimer, your three-way uh, leaders at nine under par. Jordan Spieth, one shot off the lead. Bud Colley, a great story, two shots uh, off the lead. Of course, this is where he had a, a bad accident uh, last year, and, and he's fought back. Uh, this is to be a great story if he goes on to win. Uh, Patrick Cantley as well, two shots off the lead. Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler, Mark Leishman in the hunt as well. Tiger Woods teeing off uh, in about 40 minutes' time. Corey Connors made the cut. He is T25 and three under par. Uh, the European Tour is playing a real interesting one. It's called the Belgian Knockout, and it is a was two rounds of stroke play into match play, and it's boom, boom. Wow. Uh, they're trying to get these. It goes down to 32. I think they're down to 32. They're right on. They're actually playing right now, obviously. And there is uh, a whole bunch of guys here. I can't really tell you who's leading because nobody's really leading. They're all 32 yeah, guys yeah, yeah, are still yeah. in there for time. But it's, if you have a chance to watch, it's kind of fun to see these uh, these matches go. And uh, I think they're nine hold matches. Uh, but so that's what's going on over in Europe. Web.com to a Rex Hospital Open. Chris Baker, 6760. Uh, he has a three-shot lead uh, after uh, two rounds. Canadian Albin Choi did make the cut. Uh, he is four under, uh, 11 shots off the lead. All right, Mackenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada is playing the Bayview Place DC Open presented by Times Colonist. That's out in Victoria at the beautiful, uh, I think it's Oak Bay. They're playing, no, Uplands. Uplands they're playing at, of course. Uh, Zach Cabra and Doc Redman are tied at 11 under par. In second place is a really cool story. It's Jimmy Jones, who is the son of the late Donco Jones. And he grew up in Florida. But they have a summer home on Vancouver Island, Lake Cowichan, which is where Don Coe was originally from. Mm-hmm. And so kind of cool to see Jimmy. Now, he was playing on limited status. I actually did an article on him this week. He's playing with very limited status. Got into the first event, missed the cut on the number. Uh, and a big finish here could go a long way for him to help him playing. He's been looking for uh, sponsor exemptions to get it any way he can. But uh, nice to see him doing well. As I mentioned before, um, uh, Jim Rutledge is tied for 60th. We've also got Taylor Pendrith. And Evan Holmes, who are tied for 21st. Riley Wielden, tied for 30th. And uh, Michael Bell at, is tied for 40th. Zach Anderson, also tied for 40th. Hugo Bernard, the outstanding amateur who's now making his pro career, tied for 55th. Amazing. Uh, on to PJ Tour Champions, Principal Charity Classic. Scott Perel, your leader, a two-shot lead after one round over Chris DeMarco. Uh, Canadian Stephen Ames, uh, one under. I should mention as well, Golf Channel analyst Brandel Chambly in the field this ah. week. Uh, Wonder if anyone's going to be talking about his swing. Uh, he is four over. a shot 76 uh, in the first round. I should say now the leaderboard updates were brought to you by Oshawa Golf and Curling Club. Since 1906, the home of golf in Durham now offering trial memberships with unlimited access for 2019. To find out how you can join, visit oshawagolf.com. Tradition, community, golf. And I should say as well, on June 4th, Oshawa will be hosting a National Women's Golf Day event that is open nice. to the public. Women are invited to golf at 5pm, followed by dinner and drinks. Those interested, please contact the Pro Shop at OshawaGolf.com. Oshawa Golf doing some great stuff to yeah. try and, uh, change it up a little bit and get some members in there. Uh, going back to Brandel Chambly, I don't yes. know, did you see what he did in his practice round? One, one... He hit to the wrong green. Yeah, <laughs> There's a, uh, There was a practice area with a green on it, 
and that was to the left, and the hole that he was supposed to play was on the right, but he hit a great shot right onto the green that yeah. wasn't where he wasn't supposed to. He said he did have a good line. He said that'll be the best shot anyone hits to that green all week. Well, you know, I'm curious. I mean, Brandel was pretty uh, critical of Brooks Kepka's toughness before the Masters. I wonder if Brandel is going to show some toughness here, you know, now that he's fifth <laughs> last place. Uh, no, it's all in good fun, but uh, good for him to play uh, this week on the Champions Tour. All right, quickly before we go, RBC Canadian Open next week at Hamilton Golf and Country Club. Huge field. Ticket sales are through the roof, um, but it's the 65th anniversary of the last time a Canadian won this tournament. If one Canadian was going to break through and win this week, which one do you think it will be? I was going to say, you know, throughout my time here on Golf Talk, Hand, I always give some bold predictions. So <laughs> Adam Hadwin is going to win next week. You know, uh, he is still on the fence about whether he's going to play the 36th yeah. qualifier on uh, Monday because he wants to be better prepared for the RBC Canadian Open than getting into the U.S. Open, which I think is a big statement about uh, statement. about that golf tournament. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, I like Adam Hadwin. I like Corey Connors. I like Mac Hughes. Yeah. I like Nick Taylor. I, I'm not going to pick any of them. I'm going to be a real slow. No, I think uh, I think I'll go with uh, I think I'll go with Corey. He went yeah. out and played a good practice round. The course kind of seems like a Corey Connors course, you know. Uh -huh. Hit in the fairway, hit it on the green, and see if the putter can work. And he's showing some good form this week, too, you know. Yeah. T25 through two rounds, so it'll be fun to see for sure. But it would be really nice to see uh, any of them. Just even get in the hunt to Sunday would be kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, when Jared Dutois, he was the last one to do it a couple of years ago. That yeah. was unbelievable. David Hearn a few yeah. years before that yeah. was right in there. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll be watching, and we will have a one-hour preview show on Golf Talk Canada television this mm -hmm. week. We'll be back with Golf Talk Canada radio next week to do a whole bunch of updating about uh, mm -hmm. what's going to happen after the 36-hole cut. It's Hamilton Golf and Country Club. It's the RBC Canadian Open. It's Brooks. It's DJ. It's Rory. It's JT. And a great field. Uh, hope you guys can make it out there. If you do, please say hello. If you see us out there, we're happy to uh, share our thoughts with and you. And take a selfie. Even yeah. in life. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> That's it for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you out at Hamilton next week on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.com.